Digital Digital Get Down. Hey! No guest today, just your normal hosts, Ben just and myself. Just two lovers. Okay. So, do you want to start with an intro? Do you have anything to say about this week? Oh, I had quite a week. Quite a week, alright. First off today, put on an episode of Veep, which I watched through all legitimate methods from Australia. Nothing to see there. Okay. Um, and it starts off on the HBO website, and it starts playing... A leftover season three, <gasps> uh, like teaser. I already have enough struggles with Twitter. Never mind with HBO betraying us. As well. So I just heard seven years from the event, and then I shut my eyes and I literally said, <laughs> and I just hit my keyboard till it quit. That is so rude. Don't they yeah. know that your parents pay good money for their HBO <laughs> subscription? <laughs> and that I might be a little bit behind. So I had that going. Mm-hmm. Um, I also hate everything that I watch. Just about. Yeah. Um, I gave up on the young Pope completely. We've also been getting some a little, a little bit of flames on Twitter for our Sense8 hate. Oh, well, we'll get to that We're later. getting to that? Yeah, I was yeah. hoping we were going to avoid it so people yeah, wouldn't be angry we'll at touch us. on it. Okay. But yeah, so I made it 7 out of 10 episodes into the young Pope, and then I just decided to quit. Because wow. nothing was keeping me invested in it. Um, it's all style, no substance. If you're a big Jude Law fan, then yeah, sure. Is it all just him smoldering at the camera? Ah, he's just being a weird pope, is what it should be called the weird pope. Okay. Uh, so yeah. Not a petition for None of the plot I was interested in, so I said, you know what, just screw it. Good for you. Life's too short. So instead, my, um, my lunchtime television day was I, I pulled up the movie Super Size Me. One of those documentaries that's been on my Netflix queue for like four years. I watched part of it in school. Yeah, it's definitely a little dated now. It's from 2004. The most awkward part was that they have a Jared Fogle scene, the subway guy, mm. and they have him, like, hugging children and things. Yeah, that's a So you would have thought that maybe, well. maybe the subscription services would have, like, been able to edit that out of this cut, but... Did you watch the part where he eats so much that he pukes? Uh, yeah, that was actually early on. Yeah, we watched yeah. that part during... I forget what class. We watched that during high school, for sure. So yeah, I guess I'll try to um, maybe catch up on a few of the movies that I've been sitting on for a while, and then I need to find a new show for... As long as it's not that weird uh, Lawrence Fishburne movie. Uh, the one with Jennifer Lawrence? No, no, no. The one with the masks where he That's was actually That's the last an alien. movie on our hard drive we have to watch sometime. Oh no, you're talking we about the other one. It. Yeah, yeah, we're going to talk about that later too. Okay. This week? Yeah. Okay. You have a lot planned for this week that you haven't told oh, me. I don't even know if we all have the same agenda. <laughs> we probably should have checked that. Well, I have an update, a surprise intro okay. update for you. Oh. I listened all the way through to a podcast this week. <gasps> Not my normal Lady Gang podcast. A different one. Tell us I've more. I've been getting recommendations from people to try and not be such a shitty podcast person. You are, yeah. I've been trying. <laughs> um, a couple of them I've like listened to a little bit and just been like, meh, and not kept listening. Yeah. This one... I was walking, so there wasn't really much else I could have been doing. That's fun. But I usually would rather listen to music than a podcast. That's my, mm. like, level, is it has to be more interesting than, than songs that I like. Whatever is in your rotation. Yeah. yeah. So, this one I didn't think I was going to like, and okay, I liked it. Okay, give it a shot. You probably would hate it. No Such Thing as a Fish. Have you listened to it? I have it? not heard of that at all. Oh. Um, well, it's some of the people that work on QI. Okay. And it's a British thing, right? Yeah, it's a British quiz show. Kind of a quiz show. Mostly they just, it's just an excuse to like talk about shit and be like smarter than everybody else. Right. Our guest last week is a fan of the show. That's right. I keep meaning to ask her if she's listened to the podcast. So they basically just, there's like eight of them. They each go around and say one weird news story they've read that week. And then everyone else like chimes in with their yeah. comments on it. Okay. Um, it was a little bit forced and scripted, mm-hmm. but they have nice accents because they're all British or Scottish. Yeah, that kept you invested. And it was, um, very chatty. You know that I hate scripted podcasts. You really, really do. I really, really do. So it it really seemed like a bunch of annoying uppity friends to, like talking to each other at a lunch, at okay. an afternoon tea or something. So I listened. I was like, this is annoying. This is annoying. This is annoying. And then it was like half an hour later, I yeah. listened to the whole thing. Are you subscribed or you're just testing I'm not the subscribed waters? yet. I okay. have it on my to-do list to download more of them. <laughs> okay. And see how I go with it. But I thought it was a promising step. 
Okay. You'll get hooked, I bet. Maybe. We'll see. So, are we going to start with our good news? Good news, bad news? Good news, bad news. What's our theme song? I think we should flip it for once. I think we should do bad news, good news. I have a lot more bad news than good news this week. Um, okay, let's do good news. Okay. Um, my good mm-hmm. news is not really news news, but I finally listened to the Dear Evan Hansen soundtrack, mm-hmm. so that's my good news that, this I've, week. I've listened to you listen to it now. Yeah, you've been listening to me walking around singing it in the apartment, which yeah. is probably much more annoying than listening to the actual thing. I don't think you would like it on your basis of, can I understand it if I don't know the plot? Right. Because you cannot at all. But mm. I read an article in the New York Times about Ben Platt, who I okay. love. See he's, in the show? Yeah, he's Evan Hansen. He's okay. the main character. Do you know who he is? No. You know Pitch Perfect, the guy that does magic? Uh, sure. Come on, the beginning, he's Benji and he does magic. He, like, lives with Skylar Aston and he does magic tricks. Okay. And then at the end, in the big reveal, he, like, fills in for them and comes out at, like, the finals. You have yeah. no idea who I was talking I can, about. I can, I want to picture him. Oh, okay, anyways. <laughs> he's very cute and he's amazing. His voice, like, gives me chills. Okay. Like, the songs are a little bit like every other Broadway musical. They're yeah. a little bit like renty. Well, no, I have a I have a question for you. I made you listen to the my favorite that's been stuck you in my don't, head all day. You don't know what that album sounds exactly like. It sounds like that band, uh, Great Big World. Does it? Sits on the it sounds exactly that like that. No, it doesn't. It sounds exactly no, like that. No, it doesn't. I looked it up to make sure it wasn't like the same people. I'll fight you. It sounds exactly like no, it. No, not that song at least. No, they not have that some song. other good songs. Yeah, yeah. Don't throw that song in my face. Stop. I will leave. It's a solo podcast now. Uh, anyways, but I've been really enjoying that soundtrack. Good. So. That was your my good, good news? That's my good news, I guess. Okay. I wanted to talk about tennis for my good news, but, okay. but then I added Sense8 to my list. And I know, I know our audience has some strong feelings about Sense8, so we won't belabor the point. I believe the Twitter comment was, we have good opinions about everything except Sense8. <laughs> okay. The, the one exception to our general good sense. I'll just, oh, sense, good sense. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> I'll just say it's sad that it got canceled by Netflix, because Netflix does not cancel anything. No, and I will say that the bad aspect of it, I was reading an article mm. about how it's a little bit troubling that a lot of the TV shows that have gotten canceled recently that had a decent following yeah. featured people of color. Yeah. So Pitch sure. was really good for a, like a diverse cast. Yep. Um, and this show, obviously, Sense8 had a very diverse cast, very global cast. Definitely. That was the point. Yeah. So Van Damme. And the, get, and the Get Down, which I have been meaning to watch some in Netflix queue, yeah. that got canceled as well. Correct. So Netflix took fucking 13 Reasons Why White Kids Whining About season Shit. Season two. You need two seasons. White Kids Whining About Shit and gave that a second season. But The Get Down and Sense8, which were both quite popular as well, got canceled. Yeah, no, there, so was some, there was some story this week interviewing, I don't know if it was the CEO or someone, who said, yeah, they want the creative people at Netflix to get more crazier and more outrageous because they want to cancel more things because they have too many things going on they said so this is step one so they took the popular shows that featured uh people of color as the primary they weren't crazy enough whatever so i think we need to launch our own video service where we rescue shows that netflix rescued like the second degree okay mark zuckerberg yeah um okay so we'll leave it at that for sensei (laughs) now to tennis so French Open started this week. You up to date on everything? Well, kind of. Mm. I did see when I was looking at cats that need homes today, a little kitten <laughs> named Rafa. Oh, God. It should be a sweaty sewer rat. Um, it was Rafa. a little bit disheveled. Yeah, I'm not surprised. But it was so cute. So, yeah, I haven't watched a second of actual tennis footage, but there's a lot of good stories going on. I thought that was your bad news because your no. favorite decided you just didn't want to go. No, it was for the best. Oh, yeah. Rafa is pretty much unbeatable on the clay surface. So, I want to record you saying that. So, oh, wait, Roger, <laughs> so Roger made a smart choice. And stayed home Wimp. to rest up for Wimbledon. In Wimp. reality, yeah, I think it was a little bit of a wimpy. He's off to such a great start this year. It would have been he amazing. Knew he couldn't beat Rafa if again. He could have beat him though. So our Australian homeboy, Nick Curious George Curious, already fell apart, broke Good. rackets, and lost. No surprise. Um, there. And 
Djokovic, who is one of not one of my favorite players at all, but he is just having a bizarre year. He lost really early in the Australian Open. Then he fired his entire coaching staff a couple weeks ago. Yikes. He hired Andre Agassi to come and try to teach him, even though I don't think Agassi has been coaching very much. Okay. So he brought him on. And then the newest development is that he's doing... This is not going to come across well in audio, but he's doing this thing after he wins matches. He's calling the ball children over to him, and they make this motion which he's described as sending love out to the crowd. So to describe it to everyone at yeah. home, he's kind of cupping his, like, breast You got area, it, exactly, because, yeah. Cupping his bosom and then thrusting, thrusting his hands <laughs> upwards towards God. Yes, and so people are picking up, I guess, on Twitter and stuff and saying, Novak, stop shoving boobs at the crowd. Yeah. But he's done it after, like, a second-round match and a third-round match, and it's a little awkward for everyone involved. Was that an Andre Agassi idea? I don't think so. I was going to tie this into books because I never liked Andre Agassi. I was a Pete Sampras guy, but Andre Agassi's biography was fantastic. Okay. I don't normally like biographies either, but it was really, really good. Okay. That was my good news. Tennis is hot. Well, I have some late-breaking bad news because I just discovered that Australian television is airing The Santa Claus 2 tonight in early June for Not even Christmas reasons. in July. No. I don't know what's going on. Oh, okay. My real bad news for the week was the news that uh, TJ Miller will be leaving Silicon Valley at the oh. end of the season. No more Urlock. He's the funniest one. Uh, yeah. Why can't Tom What's-His-Face leave? Um, middle Stitch. He's the worst. Kick him out. Um, so, yeah. Apparently, I don't know. I read a few more articles about it today, and uh, he read the last script and said it was a mutual decision. They decided that that should be it for his character. He said he's not going to come back for some cheesy finale or anything like that. Um, so we'll see. The show is really reaching for plots at this point. This this season, maybe we'll talk about it later now that I have you a bit hooked on it. Mm-hmm. But this internet that they're building, it makes absolutely no sense at all. And the episodes have been very hit or miss so far. There's been some yeah. really funny ones and some that are just like, that makes no sense. That's a water animal. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, maybe we'll talk about all of this season, uh, when it's finished. Um, okay. Yeah. Is that all you have for bad news? That's my, that's the only thing that upset me this okay. week. I have a lot of things that upset me. All right. I'll see the rest of my time to you. <sighs> First you of all, are you okay? I know. I promised we would never talk politics on this podcast. Yeah. And I'm not even going to get into Kofefe. And if I see that one more time, I'm going to flip. Okay. But. Hmm. The Paris Agreement. Mm. After our last, the other episode where we talked about climate change, yeah. I cannot, I, can, I, I don't even have words for it. I've been thinking about it for like two days and I can't even describe how I was thinking that it's good that we didn't talk about that book this week because you would have cried or something. Yeah. No, there's 45 minutes of the podcast would have just been me on a rant. I just, the biggest thing is I don't understand how politicians have managed to flip the question from not what are we going to do about climate change, but uh-huh. is climate change real? Mm. And that's the part that still drives me off the fucking wall because there's been some articles saying that like all of his political advisors that are in touch with the press in different capacities mm-hmm. have all just been like dancing around the question. It's like, like fucking Kelly, what's her face? It's like Trump believes in clean air. He believes in clean water. It's like, just mm-hmm. say whether or not he thinks climate change is real. Actually don't. Mm. Because it's not a question. The question is what the fuck are we going to do about it? And pulling out of the Paris agreement is not what we're going to fucking do about it. He's building a new alliance with, what is it, uh, Syria and Nicaragua no. are now closest allies. No. Nicaragua didn't sign it because they didn't think it was strict enough. Oh. And Syria is in the middle of a civil fucking war. So it's just Okay, us. I'll talk for a minute while you cool off a bit. Um, is it worth... I've never seen the Al Gore movie yet. Should I add that to my list of documentaries? Yes. Okay, I'll do that. Did you hear that he's going to do a sequel and is now recutting it because of this? Sure. Um, and I had one other question. I watched that in Spanish class. In what language? In English. Okay. We then had to write about it in Spanish. My Spanish teacher thought it was important enough that we all see it. And then we had to write essays about it in Spanish. Okay. It's actually a pretty impressive lesson plan. Anyway. And also, I don't watch, uh, Daily Show clips very often, but he had, uh, Al Franken on. Um, I guess it must have been last night. And he had some very interesting things to say about it. So I enjoyed that. Why don't you let me watch that with you? Because you left me home alone all day today and I had to occupy myself. I had to work to support this family. 
<sighs> what what other bad news could top that? So, I was going to talk about Johnny Depp just being a general asshole. And they I, don't like him much in this country. Well, for I think sure. for good reason. Because he tried to smuggle his dogs in. Well, no, but there was the whole thing with the domestic abuse with him. And then I saw an article saying that they were going to have a female lead for the new Pirates of the Caribbean movie. Uh-huh. And he said, oh, I've already done another movie with a female lead, a female villain. So you're not allowed to do that. Like he didn't let them do it. Mm, and they they're also putting him in the Fantastic Beasts franchise. Really? Yeah. You haven't seen it yet. No. I won't do, I guess I won't tell you too much about it, but okay. he's in that. He's going to Is be, he going to be playing a beast or a <laughs> Should be a beast. Um, mm-hmm. He will feature prominently in the next movie, supposedly. So, mm. yeah, exactly. Um, but whatever. I don't want to get too much into that. Another one, that, just a small one. I'm sorry. I'm the one breaking okay. the rules this week. Yeah. Have you seen that article going around that's like, Warner Brothers okay, okay's uh, Voldemort prequel or whatever? Yeah, I didn't click on that one. <sighs> Such clickbait headlines. So there's some fan... It's like a fan film, right? There's some yeah. fan-made trailer of, like, this Voldemort prequel, and it pits um, a Gryffindor heir against Tom Riddle okay. in this prequel. And all of the headlines are, like, Warner Brothers okays this movie. The The actual story is that they've said they won't sue these people. <laughs> You're allowed to leave it online as well. Yes, they're not making a movie. They did not green light a film based on this. Like, they're not writing yeah. a script. They basically just said... We won't sue you for this one-minute YouTube video. And mm. everybody, like, the, literally the headline has been, like, yeah. Warner Brothers okays this as if mm. as if they're making the movie. Because the Tom Riddle parts of the books were just the most insightful. God, I'm... Because if there's one more fucking prequel that's not a Marauder's prequel, Whew. I'm going to throw this laptop out the window. No, you're touchy about that. You don't have to take it out on my devices. It's the closest thing that would be dramatic. Anyway, <sighs> the actual bad news... Is about Darren Chris, I assume. It is. Oh, I was just joking. Is <laughs> no. this about the nude pic that you were staring at all oh, week? Oh, no. That should have been my good news. No. Is this about him selling... At all week either. Explain this other thing first, that he's selling tank tops with pictures of turtlenecks on them? Yes, that's a fact. That's, that's next then, level hipster. And then everyone was like, we live in cold places. Can't you just sell actual turtlenecks? Um, no, it's related to that. His every single night video. Uh, we've talked about this a little bit before on the podcast about how his little EP with his brother is a yeah. little bit too aggressively 80s for me. Right. But of the three songs on the EP, mm-hmm. every single night, the one they released the music video of is my third favorite. Yeah. Your least my least favorite. favorite. Okay, thank you for doing yeah. the math. Yeah. Um, we Like It is the one that that's actually on a playlist of mine. Yeah. Lost Boys is actually on a different playlist of mine. That's fine. Okay. This one, I don't like. But he's running with this one. You showed me the music oh, video and it's sad. It was rough. Yeah. And this is coming from someone who generally likes Darren's goofy videos, generally likes when he has his like star kid friends like in uh, the movies with him and stuff, yeah. uh, videos with him. This was embarrassing. Mm. It was like hard to watch. Like he's famous enough that he managed to get himself like articles about it in like entertainment weekly and like real yeah. um entertainment publications but then the video looks like he made it in his friend's basement Definitely. and like literally the costumes in it like people trace them back people on tumblr with too much time on their hands like trace them back Lanky. to other things that he's like worn and stuff like they didn't even buy yeah. new costumes for it i've talked to you about it before but he just like he's managed his career very oddly i mean yeah you brought me to a concert of his i think his one like real solo tour correct yeah and people were lined up throughout the streets of boston practically I paid for, for vip to get a photo with him and he never like released any of that as an album he never capitalized nope. on any of that he went he had so yeah. many songs yeah even before that um before the new songs for that tour he had so many songs that he used to have like ripped versions of on my old eye iPod. You think Glee helped him or hurt him? What's the what's going to be the final um, verdict? I think I thought I saw an interview somewhere saying that he was if that audition didn't work out, he was going to kind of stop acting for a while and focus on music oh. and release an album. So when I think I like to live in that alternate universe where Glee doesn't happen. You got me to watch Glee in the I first liked place. The pilots move on. Anyways. So that's my actual bad news is I want to like it. You're trying so hard. I, I could barely get to the video one time. <laughs> it was bad. It's not your ringtone? No. Okay. It was rough. So before we go on, yeah. Um, our sponsor tonight is yep. 
Breathing Space, a Pinot Gris from Margaret River, which Sounds is like in a shitty meditation Western Australia. App. Breathing Space. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it does. Um, I think I prefer meditation to this wine. It's not great. Um, my palate's changing, so I, I won't say anything. Has white stone fruits, pears, and spice. Pears are stone fruits, so that's it's redundant. a wonderful summer companion in the winter. It's like three um, degrees out here. Yeah, it's Celsius. very confusing. That's why we're watching Santa Claus too. Why right after we're done okay, recording? So, I mean, I always say that this time of year here makes me feel like it should be Thanksgiving and Christmas, but not Just enough to watch Santa roasting. Claus too. Okay, so, I don't know what we're talking about this week. Do we week. know what we're talking about this week? I know we know about the book. I don't know we know I about thought, the second segment. I thought we switched our um, visual media to be based on the movie we watched this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what I thought we were doing. Okay. I have, I have other notes just in case I was wrong. But, but... I was also going to bitch about other bad sci-fi movies. So that's why I referenced the one you brought up okay, before. Okay, that's fine. Um, are we starting with that or should we start with the book? I think we should start with the movie. Okay, let's do it. So we watched Ex Machina this yep. week, which I definitely had confused with her. Is that the one with Joaquin Phoenix? Yeah. Joaquin. Correct. And I, I really enjoyed her, and I did not enjoy this at all. I didn't see her, but I thought they were the same movie. Uh, yeah, I'll show it to you. It, I mean, it definitely plays with similar concepts, but yeah, this one I had heard good things about for a very long time, and it always showed up as free on Amazon Prime. Yeah. Okay. Which, again, we watched through completely legitimate means. Yes, and not through your parents. Yeah. Um, and it's been on you know free Amazon forever, so I was like, let's watch it. Uh, it was my birthday it movie, too. It was for your too. birthday, yeah. Oh, it makes it even worse. And it started off so well because um, mm-hmm. Donald Gleason was... Didn't know his name, but I love that little redhead. <laughs> he was in Harry Potter. He was in More Star Wars. About Time. About Time, which is yeah. one of our faves. Yeah. So um, this one didn't go so well, though. No. Should we give up a little bit of a summary? I'll give the summary. Okay. So Explain the tech. your favorite redhead yeah. is a... He's working for a, a web, web company. Yeah, he's a like, coder or programmer at some sure. web, web company. He gets invited or wins a contest or something Unclear, right. to go to the like CEO. The founder. The founder I mean, of it's basically, company. they're saying it's Google without saying it's Google. Right. Yeah. So the finder, founder of this company. In the middle of the wilderness. In the middle of the wilderness, he gets dropped off by a helicopter, and the helicopter dude's just like, follow the stream to the yeah. west or something. <laughs> goes to this house, gets a key guard, goes in. And finds out that he's there because this, like, CEO dude, Oscar Isaac. Yeah. Nathan was his name in the movie, right? I don't know. (laughs) Um, He wants Redhead. Yeah. Who was his name in the movie? Oh, I'm going to have to do some research. Anyway, wants him to be the tester for this AI of this robot he's built. And it doesn't make any sense because he says he wants him to do the Turing test. Yeah. But the whole point of the Turing test is that you don't know which one of them is the robot. Yeah, it was just a lazy way for the writers to be like, hey, we know some things about technology history, but it's not really relevant here. Just like Schrodinger's cat. Don't. <laughs> we need a full episode for Schrodinger's cat. Okay. Um, so, yeah, he introduces him to... Uh, this AI robot, Ava. Mm-hmm. And, the, and thinking back, the first thing that rubbed me the wrong way is that the way that they had those titles come up saying this is Ava Session 1, I yeah. kept thinking there was going to be other robots that he was going to interact with. Mm. And then when it was just session after session with her, it just got a little old for me. And then they weren't really sessions either? Like, no. They weren't, just a couple of scenes. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I'm anti-AI in general. I know. As a you life were saying, practice. You're saying you just have no empathy for the robots at all. No, none. Not even a little bit. No, when they say they want to be free, I say, no, you don't. I can shut you down with one click. Yeah, I'm a little worried that makes you a sociopath. Because I don't believe that that computers can have real consciousness. I don't understand where you draw the line of what counts as like a human and have as consciousness uh, and what doesn't. Is it a human or not? And if it's not, then no. Yeah, but then do you feel like orangutans should be put in a cage and just killed whenever we feel like it? No, they're not artificially made. Yes, but where's the where's the line of when it becomes when you? When it becomes consciousness and when it doesn't. Okay, this is the more important thing to me is that I don't want my computers to be able to lie or manipulate me. When I ask or a flirt computer, with you. yeah, or flirt, well, okay. <laughs> Honestly, the only reason that I see for having smart, you don't even need to be a smart bot. The only reason I would think robots would be useful is for sex. So you're, you're I don't only in support of sex robots. I don't want a human butler. Why would I want an artificial butler? 
And I, like I was saying, I don't want my computer to lie to me. When I type in two times two, I don't want it to go, hmm, maybe if I put five, he'll think that I'm sexy. That's not cool. Oh, my God. And that's the reason that you also hated Westworld. Yeah. Hate so I saw word, but... Um, well, I wanted to love Westworld. I saw the teasers for that, the trailers for that. You were so excited. I wasn't even that, like, yeah. into it. And you were like, we have to watch. This is going to be the best new show. Yeah. Some people did think it was the best new show. We kind of soured on it a little bit. Especially towards the end. They just set up all these mysteries and then there was no good answers to them. Uh, right. There's a couple good reveals. Yeah. But. But we have to mention how I, I believe by episode two or three, I said, in the middle of the episode, I said Bernard is a robot. Spoilers. It's season one. It's so long ago. Fine. fine. And so that was proven right. So I felt good about it. But yeah, the, the second half of that series. Okay. Not, what? You were the one that was just yelling at me about how I ruined Ex Machina by predicting things. And mm. you're just bragging about how you predicted something from Westworld. Yeah. It's so, a little bit of a... A little hypocritical. hypocritical yeah. So I was guessing things in Ex Machina. And no, all, no. Yes. You weren't guessing them. You were... Well... I was guessing. Yeah, you're right. All of my predictions were more interesting Would than what actually happened. Movies. What was your key one? Oh, right. My biggest prediction was that Oscar Isaacs, like the CEO dude, was yeah. the robot the whole time. Yes. That would have been that would have been an actual Turing test because he doesn't know that he's a robot. He thought he was a person. Yes. So to have I thought there was going to be this swap where Oscar Isaacs was the robot the whole time. Yeah, and, he was the subject of the test. Yeah, yeah, and then the like uh, his like servant or one of the like the AI was actually yeah. a human the whole time, and that would actually make sense of the mind Turing blown. Test. Yeah. And no, but it would mind blown because it would have been a better twist. Yes. Plus it would actually be more valid to the actual Turing test. Like yes, the parameters because he would it. have proved that, yeah, he convinced him that he was real. Yeah, like if he had, if, so Turing test is supposed to be three? That's what his example was, yeah. Right, so if it's, you're following on, um, closer to the Turing test, you'd have Oscar Isaacs, the, the CEO, who's yeah. actually a robot. Yeah. And then you'd have, is it supposed to be two robots or two people? Uh, I think only one of them is a person. Okay, so then you have the AI as a robot. You have Oscar Isaacs, also a robot. Mm-hmm. And then you have this, the Japanese servant. Yeah. You have her be the person. That would have been perfect. Because yeah. those are the three things he interacted with. It was really a two-person film with this extra... I mean, that was one of the most ridiculous things I thought about the movie, was that he built this whole new brain and developed this whole new AI, and he had no one else working in his lab at all. That's I don't care how smart he is, you can't construct that and develop that on your own. And also, he had a lot of safeguards against someone else oh finding... Oh my god, he, he was He had a lot worst. of safeguards about someone else finding out his secrets. He had no safeguards for what happens when the robots fucking turn on him and stab him. And yeah, and guess what? When you're living in the middle of nowhere and you're a super high-tech guy, you're not going to invent a key card system when you only invite a human over every couple months. If you can make a brain for someone, have a fucking retina scan. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there was like... They tried to advance technology so much in some ways, and then it was so prehistoric the, the plot in other hinged ways. on a key yeah. card. And also, the ending was like 10 minutes too long. And that's not been the only yeah, thing we complained about. Yeah, the actual last uh, but, shot. Yeah. So, I guess a little bit of spoilers, but turns out the robot was flirting with Don Mogleason and just um, trying to use him to escape. Yeah, because again, you should not trust or feel <laughs> empathy for these robots. I was proven right. Whatever. So... <laughs> The ending, there's this amazing shot where she, like, steals the key card and leaves. Yeah. And then Donald Gleason's like, knocking on the door being like, what are you doing? Don't no. leave me here. That should have been the ending. Correct. There was, like, ten minutes of her walking through the forest and finding the helicopter and all of this and other somehow shit. somehow she convinced the helicopter pilot that she was the one that was supposed to fly But it off. was way less dramatic. The more dramatic ending would have been her just walking off into the distance with him, like, banging on the glass. Yeah. So I forget whether this came out. I think it came out before Westworld. I'm getting there. Guessing there was some overlaps in the way that they had like the glass sessions, you know, of them interviewing robots and stuff. And like the skin and like the way they peel back the like cut themselves and peel back the skin and stuff. But I just kept feeling like the questions they were asking, they wanted to feel so futuristic and so modern, but. I mean, we didn't enjoy these two movies, but Terminator and Blade Runner, they were asking these same questions 30 years ago. Yeah. About what happens if if computers can think for themselves, and can we trust them, and what are they going to do to us? And, you know, everyone knows here how I felt about Blade Runner. Yeah. But those robots were more empathetic. I felt more empathy yeah. towards the robots in Blade Runner than I did to the robot in Ex Machina. Yeah. I was like the one thing I liked about Blade Runner was like the little tests for the robots yeah. and the um, 
getting to know the robots and feeling bad for them. Yeah, and in that movie, you genuinely did not know who was a robot and who wasn't. Right. And, and yeah, this movie tried to play on that a little bit. You had the scene where he tried to cut himself open because all of a sudden he was questioning himself. Unclear why exactly. Don't but... go all the way up the artery if you're just testing that. <sighs> anyway. And then there was like a big pivotal moment when the redheaded guy discovered that the CEO guy had other robots. And he, he was like... With? He was like shocked by it. He in like the guy in depth described robot vaginas, and he did not yeah. think that he was having sex with the other models. And then he was shocked when the guy was like, "Yeah, I had previous models, and you know, I rewrite the code and stuff." And he was like, "You do that?" He thinks that by You've himself, he just ones? one time made made a robot. It's it like perfect. Well, the first time you write a computer program, you don't be like, "Oh, I gave it life, so it has That's to live it. forever." Done. Yeah. Hello world. That was an inside tech joke. You okay. Know, that, yeah. yeah, but it just seemed very silly that they kept bringing up the Turing test and testing who's a robot Ugh. or not. And then there was no actual secrets about who was the robot and who was like, that's the whole point of the Turing test is you don't know. No. And in this, everything they said, this person's a robot, this person's not, was true. Yep. Didn't make any sense. No. I almost, I actually thought it was too obvious at one point that Oscar Isaacs was going to be the robot. Yeah. Like they seem we, to. We're just forward thinkers. Yes, we're just too smart. People for online movies. said it was a slow burn, and you have to like a slow burn if you're going to enjoy we're it. We're too smart for Hollywood. We want a hot burn, quick burn. <laughs> okay. Do you have any other things to rant about that movie? No, that's it. I'm just really worried on Westworld whether our friend from Raising Hope is still alive. That's the only plot I care about. Oh yeah. Remember her? Yeah, we kept calling mm-hmm. her a name from Raising Hope. Could, yeah. Uh, what was her name? What was her name on Raising oh, Hope? Oh shit. Jimmy and... The treat, no. No. Uh, Jimmy and... I almost had it. Oh, we kept calling her by that name instead of her real name. Jimmy, I just had it. <laughs> this is thrilling podcasting right now. Jimmy and... Not Katrina, not Kablina, not... Sabrina. Sabrina. I was so Katrina, so Sabrina. Close. Yeah, her character was the only one I cared about in this yeah. world. Okay. Let's get. Let's I get, thought you well. were going to talk about that other bad sci-fi movie. Oh right, the signal. That one. That was. Yeah, shocking, no, we can As they say in Australia. Oh, I know shocking. what I know what bomb I was going to drop on you in this segment. What? I think I would actually prefer to go watch a Star Wars movie or maybe even a Star Trek movie as opposed to these shitty, fake futuristic sci-fi dramas. Wow. Yeah. So you would rather have either like wars in space yeah as long as they don't have political circles if they do that in the next star wars film i'm out again okay no councils none of that shit okay so you'd rather watch star trek but you realize star trek is very political it's like at the federation the united federation not in these new segments with these cute youngins yeah and have to be more actiony to attract the hollywood crowds or whatever so you'd rather re-watch chris pine and zachary quinto in star trek than watch well this the signal that we watched where they drove out to like area 51 and got sucked up in the basement of a cabin then they each got special powers and it was like pretty obvious that uh, the people in these hazmat suits were like not from this planet. They were the aliens, not the government investigating the aliens. Yeah, because they couldn't give a straight answer. And when they got outside the building, it was like, dude, this is not your planet. I don't know why you're so confused by this. Yeah, don't watch the movie. It was not. Oh, it was like an hour and a half of confusion and then just a weird ending with zero answers. Yeah. And the people in it were so dumb. Wow. That was one of the worst sci-fi movies we've I'm ever watched. I'm depressed just thinking about it. Have some more wine. Sure. Okay. So do we want to move on to books now? The children love the books. That was just creepy. We're not talking about a creepy book. No, that's why I was saying it was... We're talking about Fangirl. It's Fangirl by Rainbow. I it's a real name, it. Rainbow. It really, really is. Good for you, girl. You own it. <laughs> so this is the second Rainbow Rowell book you've read. It's yeah. the fourth one I've read, I think. I gave both this and Eleanor and Park, I think, both the same grade, A-. minus. Which is really good um, for you, especially I for a young adult. I made a note about book. it. I liked the romantic element better in Eleanor and Park, but I like the narrative better in Fangirl. Okay, yeah. that's fair. Um, I thought it was a very accurate depiction of a college setting. Yes, I was going to say the same thing. That that fangirl, we'll give a summary in a second, but fangirl is the most accurate to my college experience than any other college type movie I've ever seen. Yeah. It's always like Nailed the weird roommate thing. The weird roommate, the the weird anxiety about eating at the dining hall. Oh, yeah. Like, 
your roommates being up at all hours and, like, kind of being friends with them, but not really at first. Yeah. And, yeah, it really, really was perfect for anyone who, like, was not in a frat or a sorority, like, who had a normal college experience and, like, I don't know. I really nailed that for sure. But the sticker on the front of the copy we used said it was for 7th and 8th graders? What did that say? Yeah, it was, like, year 7 and 8. Um... I think that must be reading level seven and eight because they have certain like words and like stuff that you're supposed to be able well, to read. Well, they had the N word on on public television here last night at about nine thirty. Yeah, so anything is possible. Different. Yeah. Um, do you want to give a brief summary? Brief summary. Oh boy. Okay. So the protagonist is Kath. Her real name is Kath or Cather. Cather. Yeah, that's sad. But it's because she was split from her twin at birth as. Twins are often split. They were not like Siamese <laughs> twins that were split. They were normal twins, but the right. parents the, didn't the know they were The story was twins. right. And the story was that they were going to name the kid Catherine, so they named one Cather and one Wren. Yeah, Wren is an actual name. Cather is not. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so... No wonder she turned out to be the anxious one. So, yeah. So, they... It takes place in Nebraska, right? Mm-hmm. And they go to University of Nebraska. That's where Rainbow is from. Okay, cool. Um... And so, yeah, the plot takes place pretty much the first year of their freshman year. Mm-hmm. And they both go into the year thinking that they're best friends and they're very similar. Kind of, though. What? Uh, the twin, Ren, had already said she wasn't going to room with Cather, which was a that point of got, contention. Right, that kind of kicked it off. So, yeah, Ren goes off and is kind of your typical party girl um, getting into some trouble. She has a few run-ins with alcohol. Mm. Um, whereas Kath is more of the introvert, struggles with this weird roommate, Reagan, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and struggles then, to kind of fit in with the college life. Definitely, right. And she has this whole alter ego kind of life where she is a super famous fan fiction author. Yeah. Writing about a book series called Simon Snow, mm-hmm. which I assume is... A Harry Potter replica. Except that then they then reference Harry Potter in the book somewhere, which I thought it was weird. Yeah, I found that, found that odd too. Yeah. I remember that because I kind of thought it was they were just a play on Harry right. Potter, but then they referenced it like Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter as if this was separate from yeah. that. It's a bit strange. So, anyways, so she has to deal with you know managing her time with her writing of that and her coursework. She's trying to you know major in writing as well, so she's doing that, and then she has the boy dilemmas. Mm-hmm. She has a writing boy pal, and then she has uh, her kind of dorm room pal, because he, there's this guy, Levi, who's sort of connected to her roommate, but is kind of single as well, so drama ensues. Yes. Pretty good summary, by the yeah, way. Yeah, that was a good summary. Yeah. So, I quite liked um, Kath's narration, I think. Well, let's get to my biggest point about the book. Well, can I say one thing first? I was just going to say I liked um, the depiction of anxiety Mm -hmm. with her, because I think that made it relatable as well. Not just like college is awkward, but like dealing with your own personal shit on top of dealing with college. She's got family drama too. Yeah, like a lot of, I feel like college movies and stuff, like the big drama is like, oh no, college. Like your other personal shit does not just Go away. Go away because yeah. you go to college. True. So I think it was a very, seemed a very honest portrayal of like portrayal of her dealing with all of that. Yeah. Um, okay. Do you want to go in with your issue? So in between every single chapter, there is an excerpt. A short excerpt. Very very short. Half of them are from the I guess the canon of this. You using fandomy words. Harry Potter alter ego thing. And half of it is from her, Kath's, fan fiction of that series. Mm-hmm. And they just, they really irked me in between every chapter. I really enjoyed the actual narrative and the actual plot. And it just pulled me out of it. Because I'd have to look at the bottom to figure out whether it was supposed to be a real excerpt or a fan fiction excerpt. Then I'd have to remember who these names were and which one you know, was gay in this universe and straight in that universe and what, and you never really understood what their, what the mission was in the, the primary plot. They jumped around between seven different books in the canon of the series. So it just didn't work for me. I understand why it was put in there as an effect, but it, I think it wasn't just an effect though. I think part of the point Mm -hmm. is that you couldn't tell which was meant to be the the real quote unquote books and which one was meant to be the fan fiction. Cause that's part of the, dilemma in the book is that she has her 
writing class and she gets in trouble for, for turning in something fan fiction-esque yeah. for her writing class. Yeah. And there's the argument about whether fan fiction is real writing or not. Yeah. So I, upon my second read, I reread it for the podcast, I think that was part of the point was that until you looked at the bottom, you couldn't tell which one was quote unquote real literature and which one was fan fiction. Cause people shit mm. all over fan fiction as being either just like sex stuff yeah. or being really poorly written by like a 12 year old girl in her like pink bedroom. Yeah. I see what you're saying, but I guess just the fact that all of this I knew was generated by this author and all of it was like second level fake that, that part was lost. It on was me. too What's the opposite of meta? Abstract, I don't know. Um, the only time that irked me mm-hmm. was the end. I did not like that it ended with an excerpt. Yeah. Because I, I flipped and I went, where's yeah, the rest? Yeah, I read the last few pages a couple times because it, it, yeah. It did it end a bit ended with a real punch. The yeah. first time I read it, I, I didn't remember being phased by the ending like yeah. that. And this time I flipped the page and I was like, that can't be it. Why did she end with this weird excerpt? Like I And now I had to help you a little bit because in this book, Fangirl, Kath talks about her story being called Carry On. Yeah, Carry On, Simon Snow. Yeah. And one of the later Rainbow Royals <laughs> books is called Carry On. So I said, is that like a full fan fiction of this thing and you like were like, oh, is it? You didn't even remember. I didn't remember. It's been a while since I read Fangirl. I couldn't so remember. So what is it? It is the fan fiction. Okay, it's a Simon Snow book. Yes, but it's not one of it's not meant to be one of like the eight canon books in this right. verse. It's meant to be Kath's story. So she wrote a novel, a fan fiction about a novel in a one novel of her in one of her novels. Yeah. So it's four layers. Yes. It was actually and quite you liked good. It. it was really good. You love fan fiction. So yeah. you can tell the difference between fan fiction and literary fiction. Um uh, yes, but not in, not necessarily in a good way. Huh. I tend to like fan fictiony type things because I like the writing and the narrative and the pace of it and yeah. like the more emotional content of it. Well, I wish I could say that reading Fangirl made me understand you a little bit more, but I don't think it did. Okay. <laughs> um, did you want to talk about anything else in the uh, book? I had to give cards? Rainbow a shout out because... Uh, the main character had a, has a twin, like I said, and she. I kept waiting for the scene where they swap places <laughs> to do a caper, or so that I was like, "Oh God, if she lets, if she has the other twin talk to one of the boys because Kath can't handle it, I was going to throw the book out." No, she did a really good job with that. I think yeah, fought against that. Sure, they're very separate people, and not not falling into that. This person's awkward, so so an extrovert has to talk for them. Yeah, like she did a good job of making real building a realistic relationship mm-hmm. with without having it like a crutch or having someone else do it for her. Yeah. Um, I the second time around though, I was really upset when Levi yeah. kissed that other girl. Yeah, I understand that. It's an older man. Kath kind of... No, I understand that, like, I think the real point of it was that it's a little bit of a uh, unreliable narrator with Kath, mm-hmm. um, and she kind of thought Levi was, like, perfect, so I understand you kind of had to take him off the pedestal for them sure. to have a real relationship, yep. but, oh, I was really betrayed. It was, like, a time <laughs> reading, and I was really upset. It all upset. works out in the end. I know, but I didn't think he deserved her forgiveness. I don't think he had a good enough explanation upon the second reread. I was actually okay, because if he had an easy reason for it, then that wouldn't have been... Yeah, I guess. Good, I guess. And I guess it's good that it wasn't just that I saw you with, with Nick from the library, so then I... Yeah, the writing boy was way worse. What a dickhead. Oh my god, he was so pretentious, and then to steal her stuff. Ugh. Yeah, that was awful. And then he, like, got upset that she didn't want him to publish it. Yeah. Yeah, that was stupid. Um, But, yeah, I still really liked the book upon the second reread. Maybe a little bit less than the first one. But I still found it very emotional and very... um... So who would you recommend it for? Oh, you're doing that? (laughs) I'm putting you on the spot. I'd recommend it to anyone who ever felt awkward at college. Yeah. Or any... Just awkward in their lives in general. Mm -hmm. And... I think you giving it an A minus yeah. attests to the fact that you do not have to be a fandom person to read it. It's true. You have you don't have to have ever read a work of fan fiction in your life yeah. to like the narrative. You just may not like the little inserts. You may just want to skip those. That's fine. Yeah, I think you can really actually probably skip past those or just really skim them and move on. So if anybody's ever been obsessed with 
a TV show or books yeah. or anything. Or loved someone who was obsessed. Yeah. It can be a or good, long good suffering form of partner therapy. to someone. Um, yeah, so I really liked it. And I'm glad that you liked it. I was a little worried it would be too um, fan fictiony for you, but I'm glad. I you was liked just it. worried because we had the paperback and I was carrying it around in my office. I didn't, <laughs> get, I didn't get any questions. So. It can't be worse than carrying around Captive Prince. Well, I mean, those, those covers, covers I guess. were disguised well. Yeah. But if anyone had pulled it open, yeah. yeah could have had a situation. <laughs> so okay how are we gonna wrap up this episode i have a couple of upcoming things i have two you have okay. anything um oh i was just gonna mention that the fangirl having like the harry potter look-alike kind of thing yeah was very reminiscent to the magicians the way they had the narnia books yes, that weren't the narnia books very good connection yeah i wanted to mention that earlier yeah. um but i forgot yeah so like yeah, them in the magicians, which we may talk about sometime. Don't watch that television show. Oh, they're in the second season. Is it still going? Well. Yeah. <laughs> How did that one not get canceled? I guess Sci Fi's mm. invested a lot into it, Sci Fi yeah. Channel. Um, yeah, there's a Narnia, but not Narnia. It's called Fillery. Yeah. That's the same idea yeah. of like English little kids go through a wardrobe and find a new land. Yes. But it reminded me very much of yeah. that same type of. You're right. Yeah. Anyways, what's your upcoming stuff you're excited for? Uh, did you hear that Netflix has convinced Ellen to do a stand-up special? Oh, stand-up no. Stand-up comedy. Did not. So she's been, you know, retired from that for maybe 20 years or something, but apparently there were some tweets sent back and forth, and it was probably just a marketing ploy, but she's going to do a session. Chris Rock got something like $40 million for two specials. Yeah. So they were just guessing at how much she got. Um, so yeah, I don't, I have no recollection of Ellen as a stand-up comic. I know you love her, her television bits that you watch. They make me cry. I was going to say, I like her better when she's making you cry than when she's trying to be funny. I think she's a little bit of a, I don't know, she's a little rude sometimes to some of her guests, I think. Yeah, like she kind of, um, oh man, I'm going to sound very British. She kind of like takes the piss. Right. She like makes fun of them. To their face. Yeah. But she's giving them money so nobody cares. Right. That's what I always come back yeah. to, I guess. So, yeah, her, her charity things are Like, if someone paid me $10,000 from Shutterfly for her to, like, yeah. make fun of me to my face, I would fucking yeah. take it. So. Yeah. so we'll see if that's any good. Did you see the other Twitter thing that came up that, what? like, started by Twitter? Did you see the Rihanna and Lupita Nyong'o thing? Um, vaguely? There was a photo taken of the two of them, like, at Fashion Week oh, somewhere. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. And then somebody, like, made a tweet that went viral that was like, this looks like it should be the next heist film with Rihanna being, like, the spy and Lupita Nyong'o yeah. being the, like, tech person. Yeah. And supposedly that's actually going forward. And um, Ava DuVernay, uh, what's, I'm saying that wrong, the, the director. Okay. She's quite a famous director. Yeah. Um, she is supposedly going to direct Connected it. to the project. Yeah. yeah, I hate that completely. There are, <laughs> there are people who have, like, spent their entire lives working on scripts and things and, and ideas. And one photo with one tweet with yeah. 140 no, I, characters. I hate that 100%. <laughs> okay, anything else? Uh, the other one is, I assume you knew about this, that... Tia Mowry's trying to bring back Sister Sister? Oh, I was going to say that there's a That's a Raven spinoff coming up. Uh, yeah, I had Sister Sister. She's right. trying to revive it. I don't know. That seems like if they do something like Girl Meets World, where it's like a different generation, okay. But a lot of those actors must be very old now. Yeah. We saw the mom was oh, on Tia Girl Mowry Meets seems World. Seems really nice. Still, she was on the Lady Gang podcast, and she was a okay. really cute guest. I I'd be more a fan of Smart Guy, not to be sexist, but <laughs> if they could do maybe a Smart Guy sister sister crossover okay. futuristic, I'm on board with androids. Okay. Um... <laughs> When am I going to be able to watch Boy Meets World somewhere? Yeah. I saw like a top 10 Cory and Topanga moments and it's really upsetting to me that you can't stream that anywhere. You have the DVDs in America? I have like seasons one, two, and then another one of season two and then season three. Okay. Well, we'll rip those to start so we'll have them. We'll just have to buy. We'll just have to suck it up and get for Christmas some year. I think think they finally released all the seasons so I think you can buy a massive box Box set for like 200 bucks and we might just have to do it. Panga. Um, so a musical... Of one yes. of the movies that you get really annoyed with me watching all the time on TV. Uh, Fools Rush In. No, but good one. Um, I don't know what. Pretty Woman. Okay. That has Julia Roberts. And? And, um... Richard he, Gere. Richard Gere. So, that's one of my favorite, like, TV movies. Like, I don't own yeah, it. I would never decide to watch it. you love stories. That's the one. 
What age were you allowed to watch this movie about prostitutes? I don't know. Probably like high school. It was on TV all the time and my mom it's liked the movie. on TV a lot, yeah. Anyways. So there's supposedly going to be a musical? I don't okay. really know. How are they going to do the polo scene? I don't know. I didn't ask. Um, so I'd be interested in that, I suppose. Okay. Um, the book series I complained about a couple times already, The Raven Cycle. Yes. And Maggie Steph Vodder. She has a new book coming out, and I don't know how to feel about it. Mm. Because I liked the first couple books of that series. She made very interesting characters, and then just totally ruined them with her horrible plot and her <laughs> horrible fourth book of the tri- of uh, fourth book of the trilogy. Fourth, <laughs> fourth book of the series. Um, so but this she, is a different she universe? She totally different new, thing? totally separate book. YA or adult or what? Oh, I think it's YA still. Okay. So I have that tentatively as something I'm excited about, but we'll see. The other one I want to talk about, one more. Yeah. They released a new trailer for Game of Thrones. And I've been a little soured uh, on Game of Thrones lately with like all of the prequels and all like the spin-offs. Game of Thrones trivia that was at some bar that, that someone's talked to you me about. You said you saw a lot of fat, sad men. Where? Oh, that was at the first trivia, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, but I watched the new trailer I got really excited about it. What could excite you about it? It's just really suspenseful. And like, so... Is Jon Snow alive again yet? And I've realized what's exciting about it is I don't know what's going to happen anymore. Like the first couple um, seasons of Game of Thrones, I had already read the books. So I already knew what was going to happen to some extent. And it was just like how they translate this to the screen. Now I have no fucking clue what's coming. So I think that's what I'm excited about is there's a lot of these mysteries that's been going on for ages Mm -hmm. and we're finally going to get maybe a little bit of closure for them. Okay. But there's only, what, like eight episodes this season? It goes like eight, seven, six, something like that. Yeah. So I think I'm fine with that because that's only eight hours I have to give to Okay. I'll have to find a hobby to do during that time. Okay. (laughs) Maybe I'll watch it when you're at work, just like you watch your shows and I'm at work. Okay. So is there anything else you wanted to bring up for this week? That's it. All right. Well, if I um, get my to-read list under control... Yeah, where do you track your to-read list? On BookDigits. B-O-O-K-D-I-G-I-T-S.com. See how in that advertising? This is like really... Next level shit. Unobtrusive. Somebody pay us. Yeah. Somebody just buy our wine. That's all I want. So... Buy our wine? Oh, buy our wine for us. I thought we were bottling it. In our two-bedroom apartment. No. Someone buy us wine. We don't even want the money. We just want... Well, no, we'll take the money as well. But mostly we want the wine. So I'll try and post some of our links um, that we talked about on Twitter per usual. Our Twitter is at ddgetdown. My Twitter is at heather324. And you never use your Twitter. No. (laughs) So thanks for listening again. And we'll see you next week. We'll end on a song as always. Say something. No, anything but that song. Stop. (laughs) Bye. Bye.